TGIF. Thank goodness it's Friday. We are back. I got the one and only John Chapman. And today we running it back because we're going to talk about the running backs rooms of the NFC West. Are the 49ers the best? Stick around right here on the Wayne Breezy Show, baby. Let's go. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold, but I got the Niners on my back, you know. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. Overmotivated is an understatement. Gold-blooded to the core, got your squad hating. Breezy make it look easy. Breezy on everything like 05067 Wheezy. This is not a game. Yeah, we faithful in every way. And even though we on the East Coast, very loyal to the Bay. Heavy red and gold every day. And if you really a Niner fan, I know you can relate. Applying pressure with this content like smaller bear. We not accepting no slander by trace, so beware. I stay in exclusively Niner hats. And I always tell the truth, this exclusively Niner facts. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded, I got the Niners on my back, you know. Yeah. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's the one and only Wayne Breezy and the GOAT himself, John Chapman. How cool is it that we're rocking the brand? <laughs> I noticed that. I, I got the Wayne Breezy shirt on. You got the Rush Road Trip shirt on. That's what this is about, man. Uh, family, I, community, support each other. That's what's up. John, we were behind the scenes for 15 minutes, and I didn't notice it until just now. This is crazy. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm gonna be honest, real quick. I am struggling, but as soon as I jump on here with Wayne, I it just it, it lifts my spirits. I'm so pumped. We get to talk NFC West. This was one of the most fun position groups to dive into uh, because there's so much information on it. So, I'm pumped, man. Excited to be here. Did everybody hear John hit the note on struggling? He put the melody. <laughs> In the note, I don't know. John's been hanging around breezy a lot. I I, I feel like I'm getting the musicality out of out of the the John Chapman. I have up to my Elton John playlist uh, recently. That's all I'm saying. Piano Ooh. man, dude. Sometimes when I get in my feels, I just put it on repeat. Put Ooh. it on repeat. So you went from Elton John to Billy Joel in the same sentence, and I love it. I I, I love it. Hey, look, great show we have planned for y'all today. We're gonna be talking about the running backs um, of the NFC West. The 49ers stable, the Seahawks stable, the Rams, the Cardinals. Uh, before we do, uh, I want to shout out everybody out there. Shout out to all the Breezy's Bunch members and the Countdown crew members. You guys are out here. We see you hashtagging, uh, BBing, hashtagging, CCing, all that good stuff. It's showing up kind of funny on my screen, but I'm looking at it on on thing. I, we do have an early morning Super Chat contribution, so let's go ahead and get that popping. We'll start the show with the one and only, the beautiful Miss Debbie. I hope you're doing well. She says, good morning. And happy Friday, Wayne and John. It's been a minute since I've been able to join, but I am back now. You never left, Miss Debbie. Uh, we hope you out there. We hope you're doing well. We know, we know you're recovering right now. Shout out to all the BBs and CCs joining this morning. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Miss Debbie, for the super chat contribution as well. I see Tanisha's in the building, Colin, Christy Marie, Uncle Scott, so many CCs in the building as well. John V says, good afternoon, my friends. So where is He's it? He's coming from somebody, somewhere else. 
Yeah. I was going to ask you, where is it currently afternoon right now in England? Yeah, I think he's he's across the pond for sure. Um, <laughs> John sure is across exactly the street. Here. He got yeah. his time zones mixed up. <laughs> it's 8 a.m. over here, man, which we're, we're covering. We're covering the states at least, at least. <laughs> hey, John, I love you, bro. I just it's not afternoon yet. In, in about 55 minutes when we're ending the show, it'll be afternoon Eastern Standard Time. and It'll still be morning over there across the coast just just asking you know for whatever uh i don't know what 1605 means 405 that's 4 p.m dude how do you have military time that calculated in your head like that ah i don't know asri i had a lot of military stepdads i had a bunch of (laughs) wow (laughs) wow john today's a special day it's my mom's birthday so we're and we're gonna get out of here because i gotta take i want to i want to bring my mom lunch she can't leave work for her lunch she has to have work there so i'm going to find a way to to bring her some lunch we're gonna have some fun chit chat talk catch up all that good stuff spend a little time with mom uh so happy birthday to my mom i'm not gonna say her age but she looks beautiful uh as always and i can't wait to see her so i'm excited all right john there's no new news out there there's a fake rumor going around about the Trey Lance bullcrap, it's fake. So let's let's make it clear that's not. There's no validity to it whatsoever. Uh, and let me make this clear: I'm not trading Trey Lance. John, are you trading Trey Lance? Not unless I got a crazy, crazy offer. But I'm waiting till Brock's back before I even enter into that conversation. I feel like that's what we've been saying this whole time. Like, we didn't want to trade Trey Lance unless someone makes them an offer they can't refuse, right? Like, it has to be one of those crazy offers that's going to make you slap your mama. Like, Do you remember everybody saying Lance was going to be traded during the draft? And right. We were like, that doesn't right. make sense with Brock Hurt. It's an it, unknown. It, Why would it, you do that? And it's still unknown. We still don't know what what's going to happen with Brock Purdy, uh, if he's going to be clear to go. He's supposed to be. He's on schedule. So kudos to Brock for me john i'm standing by this and i know all the naysayers and the haters out there won't watch this show but i will say this if you are somebody that does watch this show which there's a hundred there's a lot of people in here right now make sure you clip this part i still say that trey lance will start week one take that that's the take that's wayne breezy's take that shit that that has not changed i can't say itch yet this is we only six minutes into the show my bad youtube (laughs) But my point is, that's my take. That's my take. I love it, man. I love it. And, you know, it's great. And I I constantly go back to this. Like, I had people reach out to me and say, like, oh, Brock Purdy's ahead of schedule. What do you have to say now? And I was like, this is awesome. Like, the healthier Brock Purdy is, the better it is for the 49ers and the 49ers fans. That's a great thing. You want everybody to be healthy. And people are like, oh, in your face. And I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, we're rooting on the same thing. I don't – do I want – did I expect Trey Lance to start week one? Yeah, I still do. Are, are the – is the odds going down as Brock Purdy continues to push it is. this? Of course it is. But that's not a bad thing. Having two healthy quarterbacks or three healthy quarterbacks week one is a wonderful thing. Um, this whole tribalism with the Niners quarterbacks gets weird to me. Um, like I feel like you and I are like two of Brock Purdy's biggest fans. I, I, I just I don't see how you can't be a fan of Brock Purdy, and I don't see how you can't be a fan of Trey Lance. And at this point, John, 
because I all I've been doing is watching film because yeah. I'm trying to trying to get my knowledge up. I'm I'm working on my knowledge part portion of me. I'm starting to become a fan of Sam Darnold. Like I don't I don't know, <laughs> but that's like I saw some good. I I put out a I put out a tweet the other day uh about a throw he made. It was a bomb. And he has an arm. But that wasn't the only throw that I watched him make last season with Carolina. He had some throws on the run. He had he he was a consistent type of a quarterback working with what he had. Sam Darnold and this offense is going to be scary, right? Like, how can he be worse than what he already was with this offense? That's my question to you. No, and that's the thing. He can't. And Darnold's always been one of those guys that has two or three plays a game that's just like, holy cow, that's incredible. He had one of his best games against us whenever he was terrible on the Jets. Um, <laughs> and, and so, yeah, like it's it's wonderful to have this many options. You know, we did the quarterback room rankings uh, recently, and it was just like, good Lord, is there a better quarterback three in the NFL than Sam Darnold or Trey Lance? If you think he's quarterback three, which a lot of people do, that's fine. The, the depth is what is so impeccable about this roster because you've got the star level talent. You've got all these all pro players, but you've got depth across the board. And you haven't been able to say that about the 49ers throughout the Shanahan experience. It's taken a while to cultivate and bring that to fruition. And man, this team is special. This team is special now. It's very special. Now we're going to move on from this, but this show is not about that, but we did. I, I wanted to address that. And I want to get John's take on it. Uh, the source that put that out there isn't a credible it's not source. A source. No, it's not a source. It's a person, right? My my purpose of resurfacing it was just to make everybody aware that there's bull crap still being pumped out, but I don't think anybody took it that way, and that's fine. That's your prerogative. That's what I meant, so I'm telling you that now. If you choose to believe it, that's up to you. At the In end way of the and day, I trust. That's all I, I got to say. Hey, I love that. I got to get that on a dollar bill. Now, listen, <laughs> training camp, it begins in 12 days. Now, the rookies will report uh, shortly. They're going to be there a lot sooner. Uh, but in 12 days, training camp officially begins. The veterans will be there. Uh, John, I got to get your your take on what group. We've covered just about every group except for two, the running backs and, and the quarterbacks. Uh, no, the running backs and the wide receivers, excuse me. I want to get your take on which group are you most excited to see uh, attending training camp? Because I know you will be there. Yeah, I they released their nine public dates, uh, got tickets to all of them. Thank you, Rusty. Thank you, Vicky. Excited about you guys. Thank you for taking care of me there. Um, I actually want to watch the tight end group a lot because you've Ooh. got the, you know, Kittle's Kittle, but you've got the old guard and Charlie Warner and Roz Dwelly, who we love and respect, and they kind of, you know, they get the job done. But now you got these two young pucks, Braden Willis and Cameron Latu. Braden Willis is my favorite of the group. I think Cameron Latu eventually, but I'm so curious to see how that rotation works, how those snaps work, you know, what all that is. So I'm going to be watching that tight end position a lot because the Niners always use two to three tight ends a game. Interesting. How many tight ends, John, will make this roster? Three guaranteed, possibly four. But I think they're going to keep Kittle and the two young pups. Warner and Dwelly get waived, but they activate one of them to the practice squad and are active week one and probably like get snaps over the rookies week one. Very similar to what they did with Dwelly last year. 
So I I think the young pups, they make the roster. And then one of the older guys, whoever clears waivers, I think they bring them back on the practice squad as a vet. And then they activate them week one. That's that's my guess currently. Shout out to those that are going to be at training camp with you. Yeah, come Uh, say what's up. Yeah, man. Listen, I'm trying. We got the dates. The dates have been released. I got to figure out how to work around my weird schedule and their weird schedule. And then, and if I can, I will definitely make it out there. But if not, the family will be out there. John will be out there. The crew will be out there. I know Miss Debbie will probably be out there. It's going to be tons of people. Vicky will be out there. So it's gonna we, we're going to have some people out there. Eric's going to be out there. So we're going to have a good time. But I'm definitely going to try to make it for one or two days of the training camp. That's that's the goal for me. Hey, John, um, you like the tight ends. Uh, if I had to pick a group, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I want to see the battle in the trenches. Ooh. Uh, yeah, because I, 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 I want to see Hargrave, and, and I want to see him go up against this offensive line. And, and, and then I expect oh, him to— there's bad blood between those guys. It's going to be bad blood. Yes! So what's the bad blood, John? Well, they just played against each other in the NFC Championship game. Hargrave Bingo. had a great game. Bingo. And so that's, that's going to be— that's going to be an issue because the last time they were on the field together, they were enemies. Now they're embracing it. And so uh, there we go. What's up, Adam Taylor? Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh I have some I have some uh t-shirts, t-shirt ideas that I'm releasing for training camp. Uh, shout out to Ty. He's out there. He's watching right now. Ty Austin. So, Ty is the freaking man. So wait man. till you see what we're coming up with uh, for the T-shirts. I, I can tell you this is going to be focused on the training camp battles. All right. And so I got some I got some battles that's going to be creating. But listen, we're hoping for a safe and healthy training camp for all the players. Uh, John, a player that didn't play last year. Who are you expecting to see bump up in stock this year? Dude, okay, so I did this, like, you know how I ranked my 90-man roster or whatever? Yes. I had, I think, eight sophomore players on my biggest risers list. Eight. I, I mean, there's just so many. And so, you know, whether that's the safety Taylor Hawkins, Quantrez Knight, the corner, Jason Poe, Kalia Davis is the defensive tackle. Those guys are the ones I'm pretty pumped about. I just want to see what they can do. So I'm not one of them might make the roster, but that is a talented group. Last year's draft class and undrafted free agent class, so much depth. Like 
the Niners didn't have a lot of picks, but man, they got a lot of, a lot of good depth guys. So I, some of, somebody's going to get a chance there out of that group. Um, I'm good. hoping it's Quantrez Knight. I am such a big fan of that kid. Yeah, the 49ers definitely have tons of depth and, and and not just depth. They have talent in the depth pool, right? Like that's that's how I'm looking at the 49ers going forward. So, you know, the best players are going to win the jobs, but then it comes down to if something ever happens to the best players, you want to make sure that the depth is just as talented and it's going to be ready to go. Whether it be a hiccup or or a little transitioning going on, absolutely. But once they get in there, you're confident that they're going to be all right as time goes along, all right? And so I love the depth of this team. I think that's the one thing Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch has been building. It took a second, right, to get into this depth type of rotation. It took a minute, but now they seem to be churning out and and, and producing these players at these positions except for one. <laughs> Can you guess which one? I'm going through it in my head. I, I don't know. What's, I just feel like they can't figure out the quarterback position. Oh, but they have the depth. Like but The depth there. is there. The depth is there. The, the depth is there. I will agree. For some weird reason, Jax has became a member of the channel. Again, I think YouTube is bugging right now at this point. But Jax, thank you. I just wanted to put that out there to let you know that I do see that. Appreciate the membership. Uh, but I like the depth of this team, and it was something that I predicated my stuff on off of last year. But now the depth is is more mature, more experienced, a little older. They understand the system a little bit more. That means the depth is going to be even better than it was last yeah. year. And, and, I mean, every single team's going to lose players. You lost Jimmy Ward, right? It, you, you lose different types of players. You lose the defensive ends. You lose McGlinchey. But – I don't think that there's anybody that would disagree with the fact that this 2023 49ers is a much better roster on paper than the 2022 49ers, which is crazy when you're looking at what they accomplished last year, you know, winning 12 straight, going to the NFC championship, all those things. This is a better roster. There's no doubt about it. I agree. Uncle Salty is in the house. He has a question for both of us. Which rookie can we exclude Jake Moody from the rookie? Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. I feel like he's an automatic starter. Which rookie breaks into the starting lineup this year? Which rookie breaks into the starting lineup this year? John, you can go first. I understand the want to say Tig, you know, Jair Brown, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a gigantic curveball and I'm gonna go Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham, the linebacker at uh, linebacker number three. What is he? Six foot two. Six foot, Ooh. six foot two, two hundred and what pounds? Oh, I've got everything here. I just got a coverage guy. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. While John is getting that information, six two two twenty. There He's it is. actually the exact same height and weight as DFF. Yep. Um. So they, they got a type. They got a type. I, they got a type. Uh. I I like that you went with Jalen Graham. Uh. Starting. I'm a Michigan guy. I mean I, I mean I can't right oh well I don't know if Ronnie Bell will crack the start I feel like wide receivers don't crack the start Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel were exceptions but was that because they had to right like they had to start like who was better than them yeah yeah that, those were bad teams and those were top you know first round pick and a top 45 pick so Point it's made. different 
point made. I'm going to go with the Penn State kid. I feel like at some point, Jair Brown will be transitioning. And this is no shout or or shot at Deshaun Gibson. I just think if you have a player in the field and he starts making plays and and, and it's slowing down for him quicker than what you thought it was going to, I think you have no choice but to put Jair Brown in. So I'm going to go with Jair Brown out of Penn State. I think that would be crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, you got to think about it. Jimmy Ward lost his job to Tayshawn last year to the point where they said, you know, Jimmy can play because Jimmy's Jimmy and I love him. And they said, well, would you rather sit the bench? And he said, got it. And then he played nickel. But, like, to have a rookie come in and do what Jimmy Ward could not? That's, that's, oof. But Spicy. that's, you, hey, listen, look, they drafted Jair Brown. They traded up to get him for a reason. And part of it is his playmaking ability. And and I told you guys on, on one of the shows, I think I did the expectations for the safeties. It was like a, a show that I did. Like, this kid led the team in tackles for a loss at 15. Like, that was three more than the two linebackers on their team. So this kid finds a way to get into the backfield. Sounds familiar? Also, he had three interceptions last year and dropped two, which is consistent to the report of the rookie minicamp where he had like five interceptions and dropped yep. three like this is what you're going to get from jair brown gold helmet guy gold That's helmet huge. guy and i always tell people during the draft the team tells you how they feel about players if they draft somebody that means they like them if they trade up for somebody Ooh, that means they love them now if attention. they trade back Nah, that means they'll settle on that player, right? Or they had multiple options available that they liked. They jumped up. They jumped up to get him. They love Jair Brown. Make no mistake. Yeah. And I, and like I said, when it comes to him, you, you know, you just got to kind of let him go out there. I think the team is built because you talked about depth. I think the team is built for him to go out there and kind of be himself, right? It's kind of like what Talanoa Hufunga was able to do last year. He was like able to just kind of like be himself. He played instinct football and he made plays. I think with Hufunga gonna he's gonna uh, with, with the addition of Wilkes, I think he's just gonna be that much better, right? Hufunga is gonna be that much better. He's gonna continue to stock up, right? And I think Gibson is there. I think Gibson is there as your anchor. He's the guy. He's the he's the old man with the goatee. He's your Rafiki. He's the guy that you go to as the source. If 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 things aren't going right, you still can count on him, right? But then you're looking for the future, and I think you let. They, they drafted him. They traded up to get him because they knew they had a pillar and eventually he's only there for a year and here's what's going to happen. Listen, Brown, go out there, make plays, show us you could do that, be you, bam, you'll be in the starting roster at no time. In no time. Yeah, I like that. And I see this question from, yeah, right there, Adam Taylor. Why are gold helmets important? So gold helmets, this is one of the demarcations that the entire 49ers front office gives to about 10 guys a year in the draft. And it's their culture fits. They fit the playing style and they're clean on and off the field in our locker room guys that are going to fit exactly what you want. So leadership, aggressiveness on field, uh, all those things. And if you look at guys like Talano Hufunga, Colton McKivitz, right? Trey Lance was one of those. These are the gold helmet guys that they've drafted over the past few years. And yeah, does it mean everyone's going to pan out? No, but it means this is a guy that this organization, scouts, coaches, front office, all fell in love with and said, that's our guy. He's what we want here. And then they traded up for him. 
Yeah. I mean, which speaks, it's a different language in its own, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, when you trade up for a guy, that kind of means you really want that guy. Shout out to my brother, Adam Taylor. If you guys don't know who he is, he is the mecca of Celtics, Boston Celtics news. Uh, he He's the one that got me into the Celtics, you know, for Y'all take care of Randy Bullock for me. Yeah. Will you please? <laughs> you just better understand and, and love Grant Williams, John. That's, uh, that's, got, oh, Adam. Adam, while you're watching, John is a Mavericks fan. And he's talking shit about Grant Williams already. <laughs> Let that sink in. Maybe Which I is, should be a Celtics fan with this attitude. I well, don't what's know. funny is Adam <laughs> couldn't stand Grant Williams a few years back. And I was like, yo, he's going to be nice. Like, watch. Just got to let him do him. And then he got on the Grant Williams train, and now he's no longer here. So that's what it is. <laughs> and like Adam said, you'll love Grant, man. Adam, appreciate you for tuning in, bro, from across the pond as well. John, you ready to get into the show, baby? Dude, th- yes. Let's. I mean, the amount of research that you know, I jumped in and stats and all that stuff. I love this stuff, man, because we just put our Niners blinders on, which is what we're here to do. But it, this gives us an opportunity to jump into. Every single team has one goal. Every single team has one common goal: win your division. You do that, you're in the playoffs. You're in the dance. Everything else is going to take care of itself. But before you do any of those. You got to win your division. Niners went seven and zero last year in the division. Do re- repeat, repeat this year. Seven and zero. I mean, well, for- I, I'm not sure another team from the NFC West going to make the playoffs. Well, so so, uh, so well, well, here's the thing. I mean, we've been doing these shows, right? And I feel like the Niners with the blinders off. I feel like they've been leading in the majority of the rooms considerably. Right. I would be fine saying five and one. Um. If I was Vegas, I would put the over-under at four-and-a-half division wins. Like, if that was the betting toll, I would bet the over. Going 6-0 and in your division. It's tough. I mean, you're talking about that happens maybe once a decade. Yeah, And it's the Niners tough. have been amazing. But that's division games are hard, man. I don't like betting them. I don't no. like betting them. And it doesn't matter how bad the team is. It's just like on that Sunday, Monday, or Thursday – when you show up, like whatever the cards are, like you know what I'm saying? Because you got to factor in all that stuff, the cards and the players' health. Coaches. And- there are three elite coaches in this division. McVay, Damn. Shanahan, Pete Carroll. I hate Pete Carroll and his gum-chewing self, but he's a hell of a coach. That's yeah. a first ballot he's Hall probably of Famer. A Hall of Famer. There you go. You took yes. the words out of my mouth. I don't like him, but he's a hell of a coach. So now, now you got to throw in – uh, the Arizona Cardinals guy, but you know, we'll see. What I don't even does. know his name. I don't, it's even... crazy to fire Cliff Kingsbury and take a step down in coaching. You know how much I thought Kingsbury was just a joke. They went and got a bigger one, they went and got a bigger one. So they went from a joke to the clown. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what the, they're trying to tank, they're trying to get Caleb Williams and all yeah, that stuff, which I mean, is I, which, yeah, which is why. You know, for the Cardinals' sake, they better not play Kyler Murray at all this year. And they better be looking to figure out how they're going to move him with that contract. Because How do you trade a $55 million? I, have, I don't know. I, will roll. I, will roll. I, I don't know. It ain't my problem. Ain't your problem. It's good for the 49ers, though. We got teams and cap purgatory, except for Seattle. We can't yeah. get to f- them up. They, we just can't get them. They don't pay their quarterback just like us. That's why 
Look at the other two teams paid their quarterback top dollar. Literally, the two worst contracts in the NFL would be Kyler Murray one and then Matt Stafford two. Those are the two worst con like contracts. If you like, you know, all these new quarterbacks are getting their deals and whatever else. You go look at the contracts of Jalen Hurts and uh, who's the other quarterback that signed recently that I'm missing. Uh, even Patrick Mahomes, but like their contracts are not near as bad as Kyler or Matt Stafford. Those are terrible deals. Listen, before we get into the running backs, uh, a little bit of news came out uh, today by, I don't by know my what man. This is. Well, I mean, we, well, it, it's it's interesting news. So shout out to my man Don of Kleiman. He's at NFL underscore Dove uh, Kleiman on Twitter. Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, now, report from Jay Fowler from ESPN, and 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 the top ten best running backs in the NFL, ranked by executives, players, coaches, and scouts. Okay, number one, Browns Nick Chubb. Number two, 49ers Christian McCaffrey. Number three, Raiders Josh Jacobs. Four Giants, Saquon Barkley. Five Titans, Derrick Henry. Six Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Seven Saints, Alvin Kamara. Free agent, Dalvin Cook. Number nine was Cowboys, Tony Pollard. And number 10, Chargers, Austin Eckler. All hmm. right. Now, arguably, I like Nick Chubb. I, I draft him every year in fantasy football. That's, if you just want a pure running back on running, there's probably nobody better. Yeah, the issue is they no longer have that combo anymore, right? Right, and, three and that months gone. Yeah, ex exactly. And that's what fears me of of a Nick Chubb. And I know this is not a fantasy show, but I'm just talking about Nick Chubb. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, but I just feel like how is Christian McCaffrey not number one on this list? Uh, I'm not trying to be a homer. But yeah. he's still a pure running back, and then the extra element of the pass catching is what separates him from everyone else. Yeah, him and Austin Eckler. Maybe. Austin Eckler, which I don't Kamara, know how he's maybe. number 10. Yeah, that's weird. Eckler never gets the respect because of the size. So there's so many teams, especially execs, like teams like the Colts, um, like uh, what's it called, the Patriots, that just are threshold drafting players. Like if you don't have this height and weight at this position, you're not even on our board. So Austin Eckler won't be on 20-plus teams' boards, but he's a hell of a football player, just gets it done. Now back to Christian McCaffrey. You know, with these lists, would I consider Christian McCaffrey one? Yes, but anytime you're top three, who was number three? Number three? I'm sorry. Sorry, I, I need to pull this up. No, no, no. I got you, bro. Number three. Oh, there we go. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Josh Jacobs had an incredible year last incredible year. Incredible so, year. Him, so does like, Saquon Barkley. It's crazy, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I, I don't mind your top five in this list. I don't think that there's any insults there. No. Um, but, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Who would you take over Christian McCaffrey this year? I've got the number one pick in one of my fantasy leagues. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey, and that's – I know I'm a Niners guy, but he's on average the number 1.1 average draft position across redraft. He has league. to be, from a fantasy perspective, if he if you have first pick, he has to be the choice. If he doesn't get 2,000 total yards this year, it's going to be seen as a disappointment, which is unreal expectations. Unreal that's, expectation. I, I agree. I agree. I, I, I agree a lot. Uh, just wanted to say good morning to Peachy. She's out there. Uh, thank you for tuning in, Peachy, and all the work you do behind the scenes as well. Uh, listen, 
interesting running backs. Here were some honorable mention guys. Aaron Jones from the Packers. Texans, Damian Pierce. If you guys are into fantasy football, listen to the honorable mention names. Yeah. Jets, Brees Hall, who I thought was going to be a top five running back last year until he got injured. Travis Etienne from Jaguars. Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots. Better put a check mark on him. And Seattle Seahawks running back Kenneth, Kenneth Walker the third. There's a lot of talented guys there. A lot of talented guys there. Um, but yeah, I'm taking CMC over all of them. Yeah. I, I and I and I agree. Um, and if there was a rookie running back, uh, it would definitely be Rob uh what's the kid that got drafted to the Falcons? Oh, Bijan. Bijan, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might want to put some stock into him. He's fresh, dressed like a million bucks. Uh, so there's gonna there's a lot of valuable running backs out there, though, like you said. There are in this conference. I, I feel like there's two quality teams, and then there's two. And we've said this on every single group. <laughs> like there's two good teams. There's two bad teams. I bet so, you I could guess the two bad teams. I bet you can too. I bet everybody can because they're the same. So well, let's, let's, well, let's, let's see if they oh, can okay. guess it real quick though. John said there are two good teams and there are two bad teams. Who Talking about think, just running back rooms. Just running back rooms. Who do you think has the, the two worst running back rooms in the NFC West? Whoever puts it up there first, that's what we'll go with. We'll put it out there while John is getting the information. John, which team you want to start with? Are we starting with the – Let's go same order. Let's, let's okay. just stay with Arizona, Rams, Seattle, 49ers. We'll go let's alphabetical. It, and I, I think it just it sets up nicely, okay? So Arizona Cardinals. Uh, their starters, James Connor. He's had some good one. There we go. Uh, salty, I ain't saying that. Rams and cards. I know what he was trying to say. Um, James Connor, Keontae Ingram, who, again, another Longhorn transfer to USC. Corey Clement, who was should have been the Eagles Super Bowl MVP, you know, back the Nick Foles uh, era. Tyson Williams, Amari DiMicardo. Mikado. Uh, I know I'm going to mess that up. So, yeah. Arizona's room's not great. Is James Conner a good player? Yes. Their yeah. O-line did get better. Yeah, we talked about that. But, well, Conner had one good season against the 49ers. One good season against the 49ers. We couldn't stop him. We could not stop him. But, like, if you look at his numbers, he's, you know, last two years, he hasn't rushed over 800 yards. He had 752 yards. Rushing in 2021, 782 yards in 2022, but he did have 15 touchdowns in 2021. So, I mean, he finds pay dirt, and a lot of that's having a mobile quarterback. I'm not sure what Kyler being around, what that's going to look like. Yeah, so I'm looking at ESPN's chart, and they have Tyson Williams up there. Now, that wasn't a name I'm not sure you mentioned. Uh, I said his name, but yeah, like, oh, okay, who, who, who is he? You know, what I, I don't mean? know. Like, you look at what he, he had two snaps last year. Two. I'm I'm trying to find their. Do they? They don't have a fullback either. No. Uh. No, they don't. They don't. I well, I, I put that out there because we're going to include ours. He's part of the running back. Yeah, system. that fits in the run back room yeah. for sure. For sure. All right. Um. There you have it, man. They're the Cardinals. James Conner, former Pro Bowl player. <clears throat> um. And then you look at the rest of the room. Now, it's tough to do running backs because sometimes when you don't know who these running backs are, they pop out with a burst, and all of a sudden, then you're going to know who they are, right? But just going off of James Conner and the rest of the stable there, it's it's meh. 
It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Keontae Ingram is a fun player, but still. Um, what's up, Big Papa? Big Dude, Papa never it. saw for then. All right, let's go to the Rams. Lambs. Let's go Rams, to the Rams. You know, they've had a lot of issues with Cam Akers because he demands a trade. They don't. They bench him. They don't play him. They let him start out the, the end of the season. He plays great. Seems like Cam Akers, they stayed with them. And a lot of it's just they didn't have picks, so they couldn't get anybody else. Um, they bring in Sony Michelle back from the dead. Uh, Zach Evans, they drafted in the sixth round. I did like Zach Evans. Kyron Williams, they drafted last year. And Ronnie Dane. Rivers. Yeah. Yep. So, again, not a good group. Cam Akers un, is just un, such a wild card. Unproven group, right? I think I, so. I, I, I don't know. Cam Akers struggled with injuries at the beginning of his career. I feel like they lost. Was it Washington? I feel like they lost that meanness in their run game. Now it's going to be pretty much finesse. Yeah, and Sony Michelle. I don't know what he brings now. He's, I know he's got the experience, but his burst has not been the burst there is for a few gone. years. Was he more of the pass catching running back in New England? That's where I remember <sighs> he, him from. He would, yeah, he could do everything. He reminds me of a very late in the career Frank Gore, where it's just like Ooh. this dude's going to get three yards. You know, three to four yards. He's not like breaking tackles or whatever okay. else. But like I'm saying. Sony Michelle at where he is now is like Frank Gore year 13. Okay. So right. I don't like this group. I don't like this group at all. Now, do they use a fullback and their running back scheme at times? I feel like they line up someone there, but he's not a fullback. They'll move around. They'll use their guy, their wide receivers. Yeah. Like and sometimes they're tight. Skornick. They'll put Scornick back there. Um, guys like that. Yeah. It's weird. You know, Higby sometimes lines up back there, but Bryce Hopkins, Hunter Long, Davis Allen. Davis Allen could be that role, the rookie he out could. of Clemson. He, he could play that back. That, that's not it's a... just a bad group. Kyron Williams, they were really high on last year. He got injured, so that's a name I'd watch out for. Um, Kyron Williams would be the Notre Dame kid from last year, but he okay. was injured all year, so he didn't really. I got 142 snaps, so he, he got some playing time. All right, let's take a trip up to the mountain, the Northwest. Yeah, this is a good group. Kenneth Walker the third is a day. I mean, could have been rookie of the year if he would have stayed healthy. Uh, you know, you had him and Brees Hall were battling out for rookie of the year. Both got injured. Then they go drafted the second round pick, Zach Charbonnet. This is back-to-back -back years they had to, that though. the Seattle Seahawks has drafted a top 50 running back. Mm -hmm. Like, they're spending capital. Um, DJ they, Dallas still there. They got the fullback, Nick Ballore. Then they go draft another running back, Kenny McIntosh, in the seventh, the receiving guy. They doubled down. Yeah. They did. They spend on that running back position. Well, you can kind of see, and we'll talk about this in a second, what Seattle's trying to do. They're trying to copycat a team out in the NFC West. And so when you talk about rooms or stables, um, Kenneth Walker will be their bell cow. Zach Charbonnet would be the running back that's going to be fresh, new, can can spell the one. DJ Dallas is someone that's been there that has the experience, and then you bring in the pass-catching guy, maybe like a third down back or a third and long. You're looking to run a screen, and hopefully you're, you're third and 21, and he gets you 20 yards or a first down. Like That's where Kenny McIntosh comes in. He doesn't have that 40 speed, 
but he has great hands out of the backfield. Watched yes. him at the Senior Bowl too, by the way. He was really I good liked through him. his drills. Yeah, he had a really good Senior Bowl week too. Kenny McIntosh out of I had Georgia. like a fifth round grade on him. I remember during the draft, I said the damn Seahawks are using my draft board because they kept taking players that I was really high on. Um, this is and it's funny because Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet are very similar, very, very similar, similar running styles, body styles, play but types. They both used to be Big Ten guys. Well, Zach Charbonnet was a Michigan guy, but then you know they they went a different direction. Is he and Michigan he, State or Michigan? Michigan, Michigan, and you then Ken, Kenneth is, yeah Kenneth Walker the third was Michigan State. I couldn't stand yeah. him that game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Un impossible to tackle. There's there's similar, but they do have their differences. I would say Charbonnet is a little bit higher up when he runs, uh, and I think I think Kenneth Walker has a little bit more elusiveness. But they're both Big Ten guys. I mean, I know he I know Charbonnet finished out in UCLA, but yeah, that's where he started in the Big Ten. So it's going to be interesting to see how Seattle uses their running back stable uh, to help their team out. Uh, I don't think yeah. their offensive line is the best but it's not bad it's young which way is it gonna go because you got two sophomore tackles that struggled late was it just the rookie wall like drake jackson saw are they gonna hit their potential and go back to what they did earlier in the year what's that gonna look like that's what's up don't bother me says enjoying the show lovely while i'm in the gym thanks john and wayne i wish there was a show that came on when i'm in the damn gym i just <laughs> You know, I got to watch older stuff or stuff that I missed. But thank you. We appreciate the support. John, take this one, baby. Oh, let's play another game when y'all are finished. Um, no, let, let's do it. Start them, sit them, cut them. Oh, I do not like this. CMC for Craig. Do you can't, wh where, where do you come from? All right, let's put some parameters on this. Each player's in their prime. Prime. CMC, Gore, Craig. The ultimate <sighs> talent here is ooh. CMC. CMC is the most talented. He's the most talented. But Gore's the most dependable. Gore is the better running back. Yes, out of all these. And Craig. <sighs> he's the I originator. Mean, like he, he he's you don't get CMC without Roger Craig. You get what I'm saying? This is impossible. But I, I'm benching Craig. No, I'm cutting Craig. No, yeah. what is the thing? Sit him, start him, empty him, cut him. Yeah, I'm cutting Craig. I'm sorry. I I'm 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 going. I'm going. Frank Gore is my starter. I'm going. He's just too good for too long, man. He's too good. Like I'm going Gore, then CMC, then Craig, and I hate it. I hate myself, and I hate. Well, I feel dirty. I feel. I dirty. hate myself too. Uh, and I'm gonna go take a shower. So I'm. I'm gonna go CMC because I want the dual threat. Not to say that Gore can't catch passes, because God doggy, he can catch a screen and take it to the house. But I, I I'm gonna go CMC, uh, and then I'll, I'll I'll have to bench Gore, uh, and then cut Craig. Shit. Whoops. That's appropriate use of that word. Well, uh, I hope we don't lose a bunch of viewers now. Listen, Gore, I we love you. You know, I love you. John went with you. I I should have went with you too, but it's something about CMC. That adds a different dynamic to football. I'm not he's saying he's better right than Fred Gore. Yeah. That CMC's hot right now. There we yeah. go. All right. That was, um, that was my Zoolander great question. reference. No one's seen Zoolander. But no, it's a terrible question, Damon. It made me question <laughs> everything that I hold sacred, and I don't like it. 
He's from yeah. the planet Zebulon, too, by the way. Sure as hell is, man. Thank you for the contributions. All right, David, John, you're the man. Let's get to the Niners stable because oh my gosh. I think everybody's excited. They know about the stable, but I don't really think they understand. You got CMC. What you just chose, CMC over Frank Gore, Roger Boy, Craig. please don't cut that up. I already know that's going to get chopped up and put out there. <laughs> Shit, I'm going to be getting boxing references from Frank Gore in my DMs. Yo, you want to box? There ain't nothing wrong with that. Now, okay. and CMC special in and of itself. We just talked about how ESPN has him number two overall. Oh, There's the pushback. Two 1,000-yard rushing. There's the pushback. I, I know. I know. I, I know. There's the pushback. I think he only did one. I think he only did one. CMC has one. I, I think, think Gore... both have one. Right. Am I wrong there? Let me. I'm going to find out because this is very. He does important. have multiple. This is why I love Uncle. I Bill. love Catfish. I love Catfish. Like this dude, Roger Craig is incredible, and he is a semifinalist for the Hall of Fame again. Yes, he Talk just had that. one year of a thousand and thousand. That was 1985. He had a thousand fifty rushing yards and a thousand sixteen receiving. But he got them, yards. them, them SBWs though. He sure did, man. He sure did. So three-time Super Bowl champ, four-time Pro Bowl, one All-Pro. Also, only guy to get All-Pro as a running back and fullback. Also, first running back or first player to score three touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Also, first running back to have 100 yards receiving in a Super Bowl, Roger Craig. Shout out to the great Mark Adams, 49ers Camelot for that one. I got it memorized. Now. I might I'm gonna go back to Zebulon and get back to this question. <laughs> so let, let me redo, let me redo this. Real quick. This is fun, man. I, I like I, that Wade's stuck here. We could have moved on. Damage control was done. It was and, done. And he's just he's diving right back into it, man. I I, <laughs> I tune into the next show. I'll have a different answer. I'll have a different response. John, well, 49ers this is stable. A beautiful thing that the Niners have this type of culture and tradition. Those are three Hall of Famers when it's all said and done. Well, CMC needs a couple more years at this level. But, you know, Craig and Gore, they're in the clubhouse. And so they've already put their resume out there. Both are going to be in there eventually. CMC, I'm curious. Hold on. I want to look this up. What is Christian McCaffrey? I'm totally. He's probably been a, a Pro Bowl player maybe all his career except for one year. So what, six years? So the Hall of Fame monitor from Pro Football Reference, Christian McCaffrey has a 31.8. The what is average Hall of Fame, 106. He's Man, got a he's ways to go. Far. Who he's the hell came up with that dang monitor anyway? It's pretty it's pretty well, accurate. Well, 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 but but awesome. but there's there's certain uh characteristics that boosts it up big time though. So what doesn't Christian McCaffrey have? He's got two Pro Bowls, one all pro. So that's it. No. He's got He's got to get a couple of more all pros, but He's I tell get you, a ring and get a ring that boosts it up a lot. So that's why Rod. Well, Roger Craig has what two, what rings, three. Yeah, so he should be in the Hall of Fame. It's gonna be tough. Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to get in as a running back. Pause. That's good. All right, let's finish this. All uh, right, let's go. Let's Mama go, Priest, Niners. He's got a birthday, ladies and gents. We gotta yes. get to it. Niners. Uh, all right, you got CMC. Elite. Then the backups. The Niners were fine going with these this group as their starters last year. Elijah Great. Mitchell, amazing, can't stay healthy. Jordan Mason, I've been telling you from the jump. So has Jacqueline. Um, 
TDP, they spent a third rounder on last year, played much better than Trey Sermon did. I hate when people put TDP and Sermon in the same category. You can't, that you can't put lazy. them in the same category. You can't put them in the same category. TDP's got good tape. He's got great tape, and he in came the NFL. In, he and he came in to the season, I would say, in collegiate shape. Yeah. And now he's has an opportunity this offseason to get into NFL shape. And I just there's a video that was put out by uh, one of the, his trainers, and I mean, I didn't know he cut that well. I don't think anybody knew when they drafted him. They said he's a big back with little back feet, right? And but he that, I, and his breaking tackle ability too. Like that, that, that was his thing. It's, it's I, I, I will say this: when I look at the 49ers stable, and I know we didn't talk about this for any of the other teams. But when you look at Bobby Turner and then you add in Coach Anthony Lynn and then they have their specifics, I feel like they've taken they, – they said, Kyle Shanahan, you're no longer able to pick the running backs for this team. <laughs> Joe Williams, you're Shut done. up. You knew where I was going with this. <laughs> I, I, I think they went to Kyle and said, you gave me a job. Stop micromanaging me, son. Yep. Yep. And Kyle said, you know what? I trust you. And in Anthony Lynn's first year, he gets Jordan Mason, which, which Kyle likes Jordan Mason so much that he tried, to, he tried to hide him so well this season. But because of injuries, he had to showcase him a tad bit. But he did a great-ass job in disguising Jordan Mason, who won't cost the team a bunch of money, who can no. be possibly – the best running back out of this stable at some point in his career if he's given the opportunity. He is a running back. Can he catch? I don't know. I don't even care. Like, But he can run the back. Like That's what he can do. His pass protection is damn good, and he just got to finish his runs. That's it. He runs out of gas. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not a top-end speed guy. He's not a top-end you know speed crazy, guy. what's crazy, Wade? We haven't even mentioned Kyle Juszczyk yet. Facts. Because to me, Kyle Juszczyk is a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, fullback, and probably can play on the offensive line at some point. Like, he's just the the utility guy. Offensive weapon, man. He can do it all. And smart as hell. Just amazing dude. Probably one of my favorite press conferences. Whenever he's at the mic, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah, like, you feel like you're teacher. being... You're being Harvard educated at that. He's moment. not doing that word salad like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, no, no. He is explaining to you the ins and outs of plays, coaches, conversations, and letting you know what it's like to be in those conversations. Uh, he's just such a good dude, man. Um, yeah. And his wife's drop dead gorgeous. So shout out there. Him and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, yeah, they, they're yeah, doing yeah. well in life now. The undrafted free agent, the next wave, Jack Coletto, one of the most prized undrafted free agents. We got him at fullback. You got Kalen LeBorn, Ronald Awat. There's guys there, and there has never been an offseason with a Shanahan coach where the undrafted free agent running back somebody doesn't pop. One of these guys gonna pop the way you like the way you was enamored by Jordan Mason. Is the way I feel about LeBorn. He's fun, man. He he's explosive. I, I he's explosive. He has that top end speed, which he he just has to get to the gear. He has to get there, and then he has the breaking tackle ability, which is what all these running backs have. 
I think that's the key to the 49ers running backs group. I don't, I'm not, I, I, when I look at the running backs, I think Elijah Mitchell might be the worst out of breaking tackles. And he's, mm. he looks good. Like he looks like he can, he, he can do it, but I think he might be the worst at it. That's a good well, thing though. Cause it's not, well, you remember the shithead way used to be speed. I want the fastest four, yes. three running backs nonstop. That's just what I want. Most oh. speed, 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 speed. Ooh. Not anymore. Oh, oh, <laughs> Oh, 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 before I get to my ooh, Christy Marie, seven months as a member, baby. Let's go. Ooh, that's why they changed it. You know why? Too many hamstring issues, too many soft tissue injuries, too much time not playing in football. They said bump the top end speed, get me the bumble, stumble, and durable guys that still has quick enough speed, and that's the shift. Yep. Now they got to figure out Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell's so damn good. That's the problem. I was so I was doing this whole like uh looking through Frank Gore, looking through Roddy Lott and their stats and where they rank all time for the 49ers. Did you know Elijah Mitchell is the career 49ers leader for most rushing yards per game? Wow. He's, he's over if... CMC, he's over Ronnie yeah. Lott, he's oh, like most rushing yards per game. Elijah Mitchell's number one. Wow. You just got to get them to play. Well, you knew Elijah Mitchell was special when the team went with him over any other running back that's been here once Mostert went down. They were like, look, yeah. rookie, you going in. And he was special. And a lot of people don't even realize that he played his rookie year banged up. He yeah, played it banged up and still up almost yet. finished with 1,000 yards. He was so good. Here's, he here's, so what, good. I would, here's what I'm praying for. Uh, we know Elijah Mitchell had the little health mishaps at the, 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 the not the rookie minicamp, but the, the, you know, when the team got together a little bit early in OTAs and things like that. Uh, we know he was nursing something on the sideline. It wasn't a bad injury, but he, he, he was, he was, he wasn't utilized. But my point is what we witnessed last year, we had a taste, like it was a little taste. It was Christian McCaffrey first half. It was Elijah Mitchell the second half. When Elijah Mitchell played last year, John, I swear it looked like he was averaging 11 yards a carry, yo. Like, like he just came in and it was just a burst. And the defenses were so worn out, he could get through them holes like it was nothing. And I felt like he was getting 11 yards a pop. That was that Chargers game, which Chargers are a damn good football team. Chris McCaffrey first half. We didn't even see Elijah Mitchell till the second half. He comes out 18 rush attempts, 89 yards. Whew. That was fun, man. That was fun. And I, I'll say this. The lowest point of the season for me was that Seahawks game week two. Trey Lance snaps his ankle in half. The very next play, Elijah Mitchell got his injury that knocked him out for two months. Back-to-back plays, man. I freaking hate Seattle. Not All that right. it was their fault or they did dirty. <laughs> they did not. I just Look hate them. Looking at these rooms, looking at these stables, we got to rank them. Okay. You want to start at the bottom? We start at the bottom till we get to the top because now we're here. Rams, I, mean, I don't think I, – I just – I don't value what they have there. Um, yeah. So I'd go Rams four, Cardinals three. I think Connor, I'd take James Connor and, you know, his touchdown scoring, big playability over Cam Akers and his whatever. Yeah. And so – but – there's a huge gap. You know, we started off before these rankings. There's two good ones. There's two bad ones. And whatever order you got, three and four, I don't really care. They both suck. 
Cardinals three, Rams four for me. I now, I, what do you got? One two. I want you to do the other half. So I like the I like the talent in Seattle. I think they have a young, talented, uh, a roster, a young, talented stable, but it's unproven. Um, but Kenneth Walker III, I think, is going to be a, a a top premier running back in the league at some point. If if, if he can find ways to stay healthy, he's going to be that guy. Uh, Zach Charbonnet gives them promise. He he also extends the life of a Kenneth Walker. And then they have their they have their savvy vet in DJ Dallas. I got I got the the Seahawks two, and I have the Niners one because there's not a better running back stable. It might not be a better running back stable in the league better possible. than the 49ers. Listen, yeah. Christian McCaffrey's a starting running back, but Elijah Mitchell's also a starting running back, right? He's a starting one. Like People would probably – we probably can get a second-round pick for Elijah Mitchell with if his he was injuries. Healthy. Yeah, right. Well, maybe. He's that damn good. He, 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 he proved – like, he can be a starting running back. That So the Niners – potentially have two guys that can start uh at the running back position that we also saw start and then you add in the 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 bam bam thank you ma'am uh and the and mr brick mason himself and jordan mason and people have not seen i know he has film but ty davis price might just come into the league and and shut shit down on his opportunities it depends on how they utilize him but i wouldn't be shocked at all i wouldn't be shocked that's my point. I wouldn't be shocked. So that running back stable for the 49ers might be top in the league. Top top five for sure. Haven't Especially gone use check there, man. Golly. And then you and then you top the cake with the icing or the cherry with Kyle Juszczyk. I don't want cherry on my cake. Me neither. I don't even know why I said that. <laughs> I was thinking of ice cream cake, maybe, possibly. No, no cherries. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and man, I don't know. I'm with you. I can't think of another team that I would put over the 49ers, just running back rooms. It's pretty damn solid, man. Um, yeah, they William just, says that we have three running backs that could start on other teams. Yes. Uncle yes. B. I agree. Yes. I and that's what makes and so you know, when you look at that, you you look at Bobby Turner, you look at uh the addition of Lynn, and what do they bring? to the table to help these running backs progress and that's the key i i i think i think it comes down to coaching which is allowed which enables the running backs it pulls a little bit more little it pulls other things out of them that we probably haven't seen much like christian mccaffrey to me has always been a top running back in the league right he was the workhorse in carolina but then he comes to san francisco his first game was the kansas city game and then after that he just took off like he, he, it was like he didn't skip a beat. You know what I mean? He had to get acclimated to the new way. And then after that, he didn't skip a beat. Now, mind you, zero time to prepare. He's had a full off season in this playbook, a full off season getting ready for this new, for this system. It's going to be dangerous. He just got to find ways to stay healthy. And I, and I think you do that. Christian McCaffrey could be top running back in the league with the top running backs room in the league which will help enable the 49ers to get to where they need to get to. You run the ball, play action pass. We know how that works. You know what I mean? And so that's what I'm looking forward to this year. I think the Niners running back room is, is top, top five for sure. Love to see it, man. Absolutely yeah. love to see it. 
Slick has a question. He says, is Lynn still on the staff? Haven't heard much from him. Yes, he is. And we got not one, but two great running back coaches. Bobby Turner, you know, Wayne and I were talking before the show. Bobby Turner has worked for a Shanahan for 28 consecutive years. 28. Since Denver. Yeah. Yeah. 1995. Yeah. So yeah, he was responsible. was here. We won the Super Bowl in 94. He goes to Denver, was there forever. Wow. Turner was there the whole time. Wow. So Terrell Davis, Alfred Morris, these are some of the running backs. Bobby Turner. Okay. Okay. I see. I, I like where we're going. So, yes, he's still on the staff. I know uh, there was a little bit of a room where he was going to be interviewed. He was interviewing for a different position and things like that. Uh, but it didn't. It fell through, and he, yeah, he's still here. Uh, question Which is from, great news. Sad. Uh, I, I hate to do this. I know but what like, you're saying. Yeah, you have to be on a Ross on a coaching staff for two years, and so if Anthony Lynn gets hired elsewhere as an OC, the Niners would get more comp picks. If he would have got hired last year, Niners wouldn't have got comp picks. Ooh. Um. So, but it would have to be he would have to get hired as a head coach, though. Okay. Um, which, I. I'm not sure that'll happen. He'll probably get hired as an OC next, would be at my guess. I don't know. Um, he was a former I head coach. I love him. I former, love him. Former head coach, and now he's doing his due diligence at assistant coaching in the NFL with one of the greatest franchises and one of the new premier great teams in football, 49ers. And so there's possibility that he might – I know the, the status is you go from whatever to coordinator, but – Maybe he makes that jump. He already had the experience. He's one of my favorite leaders of men type mm -hmm. guys. And you can you can go on Twitter. Whenever they did the uh, hard knocks on the Chargers, I freaking fell in love. Like, I love the way he treated his players, his coaching staff. I, the whole time I was just like, holy cow, this dude gets it. I, I now, is he a play caller and all that stuff? I don't know. What do you want with your head coach? Do you want a Shanahan that's going to be offensive play caller? Do you want D'Amico that's going to be a defensive play caller? Or you want a leader of men like a John Harbaugh? I, I like the leader in men. I, I like yeah. the leader of men type of the coaching. I, I feel that sticks more to the players' hearts and things like that. And they tend to go that extra mile when you're not calling the play. They respect you as a coach because they know that's what they're going to get. Maybe that could be one of the issues with Kyle Shanahan. Hence is why he probably should find a way to get an offensive coordinator in there. But anyway, R.A. has a quick question. We got some Super Chat contributions and then we're going to get out of here, right? So R.A. says, question, who do you think will be the starter opposite of Nick Bosa? And which player out of the whole roster are you most excited for this season? I'm going to go Drake Jackson starting Drake. opposite Nick Bosa. Yeah. And I'm going to go Talanoa Hufunga, player Ooh. I'm most excited about. When they hired Steve Wilkes, I've said this helps Hufunga more than anybody. Hufunga cleaned up so many of his issues he had in the middle of the season down the playoff run. Almost no mistakes through the, throughout the playoffs. I'm excited for Huff. Love it, baby. I'm going to go with Drake Jackson as well. I've been saying he's going to start opposite Nick Bosa for a very long time. And I'm going with the new addition to the new addition and my man, Javon, uh, Javon Hargrave, excuse me. Uh, that's who I'm going with. It's going to be with. fun. It's going to be, be fun. fun to see. I've been wanting to apply pressure from the middle for the longest. I felt like that's where we've been struggling. And now we finally get the pressure from the middle. So I'm going to, it's going to be excited to watch Javon Hargrave play. And I, I guarantee you, if he makes it through camp healthy, 
you're going to see stock rise in another defensive tackle. I won't say his name, but Ooh. I'll leave it at that, all right? Ooh. So another defensive tackle. John, let's get to the Super Chat segment, man, because we got a bunch of them just chilling in the queue. Shout out to everybody that gave Super Chats on the show. Thank we you. do appreciate you. you, and and we, we, we hope you're still here, but we're going to get to them now. Uh, we had a show. So, you know, Jax has to start off the show. John, that's your statement right there. Hit it. 17 and 0. Don't argue with me today. Let's go. Let's go. 17 and 0. That's going to, I'm putting that on the shirt. Let's go 17 and 0. <laughs> Period. That's what we're going to do. All right. Then she came back and said, Training camp, I wanted to go. Maybe I can. Hey. Oh, if you come out, Jax, uh, let me know. Let me and anybody that's coming out to one of the training camp dates. I'll be out there, rosy cheeked and all, taking notes and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'll be I'll be recording and all that stuff. But uh, I want to everything that we do here is, you know, for me, it boils down to one of two things. I want to increase the fan experience for people that spend time with us, so that when you watch the games or whatever else, you enjoy it more because you're more knowledgeable. And number two, I want to build the community. So, yeah, it's my work. I'm going to be out there working, but you take precedence over anything else. So, please, if you see me out in public, please always say, what's up, Chapman? I, that's number one for me. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, take your time. Please come say hey. Yeah, and it's easy to find. He's, he's easy to find. You, you can't I am. And I always get these emails and messages. I saw you at so-and-so, but I didn't want to say anything. Don't do that. Say what's up. Just please come say what's up. It's important. Please, 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 please. Eddie G in the place to be. What up, Faithful? The brain trust is in. The season needs to start. Just, I feel like football has the longest offseason, which it needs. Those players need yeah. to recoup, rejuvenate, replenish, recharge their brains, everything. I agree, but damn it, we don't. We <laughs> nope. I did four videos yesterday, man, <laughs> while unpacking. Not wow. smart. Wow. Wow. I got to step my game up. See you in Jacksonville. Rush Road Trip tickets purchased. That's going to be a party, man. That's going to be a party. I've never been to Jacksonville. I've been to Florida, but never Jacksonville. And I already started talking to people that's going to be there. We're going to turn up and beating that team. I can't wait. And when we win team, we're going to turn up and we all have in Gator that night. I can tell you that there we right go. now. We all Jacksonville's almost the exact same thing as Southern California, just with more humidity and more tribal arm tattoos. Just say fun, fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> we were talking about Jair Brown earlier. I said that's going to be my rookie starter this year. Jacks on that. She, she was, was on that. two. I mean, Jair Brown, period. All right. And then she we talked about her being a member and she says, I've been a member for seven months. People just love to correct me. I, I don't know why. It's not like I did it. I'm just going off what I see. My bad. Uh, and then, Sean, you're going to end the show with Sean's contribution. Oh no. oh, no. Oh, no. All right, Sean, my man. You're the best there is. Thank you, man. He's, I'm reading what he said, okay? I use TP today. Three-ply. Don't you think TP will stop playing like a one-ply this year? Elijah Mitchell gets hurt looking at the football, going over YouTube chat rules to break him for you, John. Be blessed. <laughs> I know Sean's laughing his ass off the whole time he's typing this stuff. He's like, they got to read it. They got to read it. I would argue, I, I'll challenge you this, Sean. Go back and watch 
some of the stuff. Maybe I need to do this on one of my Patreon breakdowns. TDP's tape, whatever he played last year, was not bad. Not bad. It was very good. Was it as good as Jordan Mason? No. Almost nobody's was. But it's not like what it was with Trey Sermon. I, I totally believe that. So if Elijah Mitchell can stay healthy, that's a huge if. But the good news is the Niners don't need him to. They want him to, but they've got backups now. Very well said. Very well said. John, I want to end this show uh, with a question from Delvin. Uh, Delvin Thomas says, do you guys think Debo Samuel was going a little too hard this offseason? We talked about this on a couple of shows ago about his workout videos. You know, he's he's running fast. He's training hard. Do y'all think he should slow down so he doesn't get injured or hurt himself? We need him. I've never heard anybody say we needed Debo before, and I'm glad that you said that because he is a prized possession for the 49ers and a key piece in the cog in winning this championship. It's interesting because, you know, the NFL, I think it was the NFL or maybe the 49ers released their top 10 plays of the year, and Debo had a down year. He, he quote, quote, Debo said, awful. All of it was awful. But he had four of the top 10 plays. <laughs> well, that's why Trent Williams was, like, confused, probably. He's a game changer. Right. Which now, is... he came off 2021 having one of the top three seasons all time for any 49ers offensive player. Correct. Agreed. Like, it was that good. Jerry Rice topped 1,770 total yards once his entire career. T.O. never did. So, like, if you're comparing 2021 to 2022, for sure. And what happened last year didn't quote unquote work in the offseason. So I want a change, right? Insanity is, you know, repeating the same process and expecting different results. Didn't work what he did last year. So I like the change. Debo's going to miss time. That's just what it's going to be him and Kittle because of the way they play. The way they play. They play. That's okay. Dangerously. That is okay. Because we saw what Ray Ray can do in a backup role. You got Ronnie Bell now. So I want Debo 100% every single play, and I'll take the missed games as long as I get the consistency of him just going all out. So I'll take it. Yeah, and I don't you know, necessarily feel like he's going hard. Uh, you know, I mean, he's definitely like, putting out those workouts, but maybe Debo is just challenging himself and pushing himself, right? Because in the NFL, you got to be faster, stronger, right? And wiser. So maybe this is the first time Debo is actually getting a chance to work out properly. He always seemed pretty dinged up. Maybe he's that was that was the scouting report on him from South Carolina. Too. Exactly. He the coach told John Lynch, "You got to stay on him in the offseason because he'll come in five pounds overweight with some bad weight." There it is. And South it's not, Carolina food's wonderful though, so I get it. Listen, that's why I don't live in the South. I mean, I'm struggling up north. You know what I mean? If I was in the South, man. <laughs> no, just I, listen. You know what I'm trying to say. The food's good. God dang it. Uh, but you know th that's kind of the way I look at it. Maybe Debo is just you know he's finally at the opportune time to where he can push himself, where he can look to get faster. And we ask we ask these players, you know, especially wide receivers, you know, can they get better? Can they find ways to improve their speed? And the one thing I like about Debo is how much faster does he need to get? At the end of the day, they can't catch him from behind. Like, no one has. He doesn't get caught from behind. Like, that's one thing he's been consistent with. So, we'll see what happens. But like John said, Kittle, no one's – listen, Kittle is squatting 405. Front he's, squat. He, 
like front squats, and then he's whatever. He's these players are are, are a little older. Oh, and don't forget when you draft a younger player, that kind of sends a little trigger to say, "Hmm, they're trying to replace me." Let me show this team who I am and what I really am and what I'm about. I'm about this life. And let me let these young whippersnappers know ain't a chance in hell they taking my job. I love it. This that's how it is. Yeah. He's on that uh Wayne Breezy workout playing Kittle and Devo R. That's what they're doing. <laughs> Sean says I actually like TDP. John's face bracing like he's drinking cough syrup, reading my chats. John, I'm going to let John read your chats because he makes me do it on his show. So I'm gonna make sure that he does it on my show every time so you get that same oh, bracing God. face reaction. John, great show. We have to do wide receivers to cap it off. And then yeah, we're going to do our fun. draft next Friday. Ooh. Yeah. So people are like, draft. John, explain to them what we do. Yeah, we're going to wipe the 49ers roster clean, and we're going to divide it and build two different squads to compete against each other. So Wade's going to pick a player that I'll pick two, then he'll pick two, and we'll build an offense, we'll build a defense, uh, and we'll see who does better. This is going to be it fun. Yeah, guys, we always I told you, man, you guys got to stick around, man. This stuff is coming slowly but surely. Uh, training camp will be here. We'll have plenty to talk about very shortly. Uh, and I'm excited. John, you ready to send us home? I got to go see my moms. I love it, man. So thank you guys, everybody. I think most importantly, Mama Breezy for bringing us this freaking awesome dude next to us. Uh, enjoy your day. You deserve it. For everybody else, you are the best there is. And as always, stay strong, faithful.